Chapter 17 Metal Gear Head first, Hawley rolled down and down, unable to stop himself. When he finally came to a halt, his head slammed painfully against a step. Sitting up, Solid Snake felt himself all over to see if anything was broken. Everything hurt, but everything seemed to be intact, although he had a headache that a Himalayan mountain of aspirin couldn't cure. Just as Hawley had hoped, the pillar was hiding a stairway leading to the basement. Of course, he'd expected to be going down the stairs on his feet, not his head. A huge bump was beginning to rise on the back of his skull, but he didn't have the time to pay it any mind. Hugging the shadows, Solid Snake made his way cautiously down the remaining stairs. He was so close to his objective now that he could almost taste it, but all of a sudden, he felt his body sagging. Weariness and fatigue overcame him, and he was so tired he could barely take another step. It was a long, long time since Hawley had rested or eaten and he was out of rations. Also, the weight of the heavy equipment he was carrying was sapping his strength and his headache, perhaps from a slight concussion, was pounding away inside his skull, making it hard to think straight. He tried to pull himself together, but it was very hard. Although the young marine captain was well aware of the urgency for haste, he was afraid of making mistakes in judgment, given his weakened condition. This was the most crucial part of the mission, and Justin Hawley couldn't afford to make one false move. As Solid Snake entered the basement, he heard guards all around him. Hawley knew that they were getting ready to unleash an attack on the free world, putting into operation the most powerful and deadly weapon ever devised by the mind of an evil man. If he used his weapons here... Solid Snake would reveal his presence before he even got to Metal Gear. He had to act covertly, disabling guards from behind rather than shooting them. His Snake Men training, not his powerful guns, mines, or grenades, was the only tactic he could rely on to get him to Metal Gear. One by one, using nothing but his hands, Captain Hawley took on the terrorist guards. His expertise in Tai Chi, the special breathing and the natural movements of the animal world, made Solid Snake a graceful shadow silently stalking the enemy stronghold. Like a jungle cat, Hawley prowled unseen and pounced without warning. His karate blows and rabbit punches delivered with trained precision took out one enemy guard after another and all in silence. The odd thing was that with every terrorist down, Solid Snake felt his strength beginning to return. He knew that he was coming closer and closer to his objective. And then, turning a corner with the image of the keycard map fixed in his memory, Solid Snake came face to face. For the first time. With Metal Gear. As soon as he saw it, Hawley recognized it. Nothing that huge and ugly could be anything else than Metal Gear. It was a tall, wide machine made out of a shining black metal that Solid Snake had never seen before. The metal itself seemed to radiate evil. Could this mysterious, unknown metal be the source of Metal Gear's deadly power? Metal Gear was truly awesome, menacing, and strange. On its side was painted that deadly insignia that Hawley had first seen in the jungle and later encountered everywhere in outer heaven. But displayed on the weapon, the evil markings took on a new and even darker meaning. Part of the machine was outfitted with a keyboard and a printer, so Solid Snake knew at once that what he'd suspected about Metal Gear was true. 
It was computer-controlled and probably hooked up to a network of computers located throughout the terrorist nations. Even now, the printer was chattering away, issuing a readout target of every major city in the free world. Justin Hawley could see two buttons on the control panel, one red and one white, and a digital timer. Standing by the weapon's side, leaning over the instrument panel, were two men. One of them, wearing an elaborate uniform complete with medals and decorations, was none other than Colonel Vermin Katafi, the world's leading terrorist murderer. The other man, hunched and broken, was Dr. Ivan Petovich. Solid Snake slipped back further into the shadows to survey the weapon. Metal Gear was housed in an octagonal booth of shatterproof, see-through Lexan plastic. Each of the eight sides was locked and guarded by an armed terrorist of matchless ferocity, strength, and cunning. These were Katafi's picked elite guards, his most murderous men. From the shadows, Holly watched in horror as Katafi selected his primary target. Through the Lexan shield, he couldn't hear the voices, but the gloating look on Katafi's ugly face was hard to miss, and Holly could almost hear that vicious laughter. Then Katafi took a step away from the control panel, and Solid Snake could make out on the screen that the chosen target was Washington, D.C. No. The protest was yelled out in Justin Hawley's own mind, but from his lips came no sound at all. It was his Snake Man training that kept him silent. Katafi adjusted his coordinates and pressed the red button. The digital countdown in seconds began. The destruction of the free world had begun. Hawley saw the countdown start. 60. 59. 58. Less than 60 seconds to detonation. In under a minute, Washington would be reduced to rubble. And the other capitals would follow. Ottawa. London. Tokyo. Canberra. Paris. Wellington. Solid Snake thought faster than he'd ever thought in his life. It was now or never. This was what he'd been sent here to do. Eight guards. That was less than ten seconds per guard. If Captain Hawley attempted to use his grenade launcher or his rocket launcher or his mines, chances were that he'd blow the entire basement sky high, and it would be too late to disarm Metal Gear. What would happen to the weapon's nuclear payload that was no doubt hidden somewhere, ready to launch? An explosion could trigger that launch. Solid Snake dropped all his equipment. Perhaps his body armor would give him some protection. He glanced over and saw the display. 55. 54. 53. 52. What about the locks on the Lexan shield? Eight locks, eight keycards. Thank goodness Hawley hadn't left the other seven keycards behind. What he had to do now was to defeat each guard in turn from one to eight and put the right keycard into each lock. When all eight keycards were inserted, Solid Snake was sure he'd be able to get to Metal Gear. It would be mortal hand-to-hand -hand combat like ancient Roman gladiators between Hawley and each of the terrorist guards in turn. The only advantage on Solid Snake's side was that the guards were unable to leave their posts to gang up on him because they had to defend their locks every second. One by one, Solid Snake attacked the terrorists in a struggle for supremacy. The first guard went down, then the second. More than once, it was only Hawley's body armor that saved his life. From outside, the young Marine heard an incredible racket going on, the indistinct sound of men's voices yelling muffled explosions, rapid gunfire. 
No doubt the entire terrorist army had been deployed to burst in here at any moment and kill him. Solid Snake was not afraid to die, but he was determined to take Katafian Metal Gear with him. Each time he overcame a guard, Holly slammed one of the keycards into the slot at one side of the eight-sided shield. One more lock would disengage. The pressure was building. Holly could see forty. Thirty-nine. Thirty-eight. Only thirty-eight seconds remaining. Using all his Snake Man skills, Solid Snake overthrew another guard, but even for the most courageous man in the Snake Man squad, eight killers were too many to defeat in less than a minute. Three were down, but five were still alive with only half a minute to go. Only three key cards were in their slots. Fewer than half the locks were open. Perhaps it was the pressure he was under. Perhaps it was the pressure combined with his head injury, but Solid Snake suddenly felt as though the battle was all over and he'd lost. Despair threatened to overcome him, and he felt his energy begin to ebb away. Holly felt trapped and powerless as though a strong net had been thrown over his body and that he was being dragged off to his death, hopeless and helpless to do anything about it. It was Justin Hawley's worst nightmare, a recurring dream from which he'd wake in a cold sweat. Now it was coming true. He was failing in his mission. Meanwhile, the seconds kept ticking down toward the destruction of the world. Suddenly, just behind him, Solid Snake heard the barking of gunfire. The terrorists must have broken through, and the enemy now had him surrounded.